Precious Holy Spirit, we ask that you teach us. Without you, we are nothing. We know nothing. But in your light, we're able to see light. Change us. Transform us. Let Jesus alone be glorified. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Glory to God. I don't know about you. I've been blessed so far by the conversation. Kingdom dynamics. I've been blessed so far by the conversation. Kingdom take over. By God's grace, we are bringing, wrapping up our conversation on kingdom takeover this Wednesday. I want to plead with you, find the time. Make it structured. Don't make it random. Find the time to revisit God's word. We've learned so much. We are learning so much. Find the way. Trust the Lord for wisdom to find a way to revisit and internalize these truths so that your life is not just one that accumulates revs, but one that delivers results. It's very important, very powerful. Over the past couple of weeks, we've been on the conversation on kingdom dynamics and our anchor scripture has been Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15. The seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Glory to God. Hmm. Over the past weeks on our sub-theme, Kingdom Takeover, we stood on God's word in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. And I believe you have your own tables. I want to sub my wife a little bit. She showed me her own table in her notes app. Scribbles the thing, you know, and it works. Truth is, X years down the line, she'll be able to look back and remember that teaching. Not straight lines, but straight instruction and straight revelation. Glory to God. And then we looked at principles, potential, purpose. We looked at a man, the one who has no respect for all three. We looked at a diligent man, an obscure, unknown, mean man, who is very close to dominion, but is not living a life of purpose which is our conversation this evening. And we looked at kings, kings, the ones who will align with principles, natural and supernatural, the ones who will discover and maximize potential, and the ones who will do all of this in accordance with the original intent, purpose, purpose. The answer to the question, why? Glory to God. The conversation of purpose, by the grace of God, we have in the past had some conversations um, on this topic, trusting the Lord, especially as we are preparing for Let God Arise, that this evening's teaching will be short and contemplative for you. It is very easy for, 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 for you or for me when you don't have clear instructions to, to do the most likely thing to be done. The reason why I'm saying that is we live in a world where there is an already existing script for those who have no scripts. 
Somebody needs to write that down. There is an already existing template for those who have no template for life. There is an already, and I'll show you where it is from shortly from scripture. There is an already existing purpose for those who have no purpose for their lives. Sometimes it's a meaningless, completely meaningless, empty life, which is clear to diagnose. Sometimes it's a life full of seeming meaning and activities, but still empty. Still empty. And one of the things I told God, I don't want to pastor and empty people. If there's one thing you will help me to, to by your spirit, achieve in the lives of your children, is that they will live lives on purpose. Not based on the already existing templates that we've so much created in our world of what success looks like. What applause looks like. Some have found purpose running with it, looked too slow, too undramatic and non-theatrical, dropped it and, and started chasing after nothing. And I trust the spirit of the Lord that this evening will be one of restoration. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say glory to God. What's the, what's the meaning of these things? There, there are different schools of thoughts. By God's grace, I love to read. Read a lot of books about meaning and purpose and existentialism and all sorts of schools of thoughts. The meaning of life, the essence of life. Why are we here? Where did we come from? What are we here for? To what end? Let me say this quickly. As we are tying up the, the, the series, I, I, I want you to know this. And I want you to adopt this as a framework for life and for everything. Everything. If someone comes and says, oh, um, PD, there's this great business idea. I just think it's fascinating. I, I think that if you collaborate, you can do this. Great. Let, 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 let's take a look at it. Oh, there's this lady. I just feel I love her every time I see her. Butterflies are moving in my stomach. I just dream about her. I believe she's the one. Oh, great. Oh, now it's time to get married. And this, this, my, my, my point is, whatever it is in life, you can adopt this framework. Some of the world's best life coaches, this is what they use in producing the world's greatest, highest performers. The only issue is that the purpose doesn't have to be God's original purpose. It can be any meaningful purpose. Mm. And there are two sermons I believe we've, we have. One is an oldie which is called Exit the Maze from the series Counterculture. I want to encourage you to revisit it. And there is another one now. I think it's Who Am I? Who Am I is more recent. In fact, when I was <laughs> doing Who Am I, I referred you to Exit the Maze. This evening, I'm referring you to the both of them. Maybe the next time we'll talk about, we'll talk about Exit the Maze, Who Am I? And then Kingdom Takeover, Part 4. <clears throat> Purpose. Original intent. What did you have in mind? Am I in mass production? Have you ever felt like mass pro sometimes? If you don't know what mass pro is, mass pro is, 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 is there's a lot of it. There's no uniqueness. It's like an assembly line. Just put in the raw materials and churn out a million of it. A million festivals, a million marks, a, a million. And then they still are made. Sometimes it's difficult to have this conversation because of the way the world has been wired. You can see I'm not as loud as previous teachings and previous 
editions because the, the, the world is very upside down. How can you tell me I'm unique and there are billions of people on the surface of the earth? Let's assume I believe you, that God has a unique plan and purpose for my life. How about the other billions of people? Are you saying God has a unique plan for their lives? The answer to that question will shock you. And this is where the, the, these are the foundational truths for the principles of human dignity. Number one, every human was made in the image of God, potentially with purpose. The homeless person on the street, yes. The terrorist that just detonated the bomb, yes. The assassin, yes. The murderer, yes. The rapist, yes. Original. Original. It's a big word this evening. Today's one is, is for me, for me. I'll teach the word, yes. It's more practical. Let you not just be teaching upon teaching upon teaching. That the original intent, you will know it, you will run with it. In the name of Jesus, that as kings that we've been called to be, this destiny for dominion that rests upon our lives, we will align with principles. We will discover and maximize potential and to be in accordance with the original intent. In the name of Jesus. You know, I saw, I saw a picture on social media. It was meant to be funny, but it was nice. Maybe it was even real. I don't know. It was an exam question, and, and the question was, there is a topic you read and you have good understanding of. I'm probably paraphrasing now. It says, but we have not asked you. Can you talk about it below? It's nice. It's funny. Some, some, I saw some comments. Someone said, why did... Why didn't this exist during our time? Especially if you went to medical school. <laughs> Where the reading material for a topic, not a course, might be this. <laughs> and you exam anything can come out from anywhere. Anything from anywhere. Let me tell you, God is really mindful of his children. Let me just, I don't know which student is under the sound of my voice. This, I didn't plan this, just remembered an event from my days in med school. It was path, pathology. Is it pathology? It was pathology, yes. Pathology exam. I had gotten into the examination all that morning, and I just noticed that, you know, there was just this unusual chaos, and there were whispers. People were saying, oh, the questions leaked. The questions leaked. The questions leaked. And someone came near me and whispered. What was the question one leak? Whispered it. Question two leak. Whispered it. Question three leak. Whispered. Question four. I can remember some of the questions now as I'm, as I'm, as I'm speaking. I said, boy. I said, God. If indeed this leak is correct, I am in your hands. I, you know I studied <laughs> But if these really are the questions, I, I, I don't know what is going to happen. And just warn me, warn me. I'm telling you, God will go to lengths for his own. Warn me in a simple, quiet, whispered prayer. Say, God, have mercy on me. It was almost time for everybody to be asked to go in. The exam is about to begin. And we just had an announcement that we're experiencing some delays. Please give us some time. 
In another 30 to 45 minutes, afterwards, we sat for the exams. And then when the question came, I knew God had mercy on me. Somehow, the examiners picked up the leak also, reconvened and set <laughs> a brand new set of questions. I don't know about you. I believe I am that special inside my heart. All right? Inside my heart, I believe so. I believe the whole of the universe can stop because of me. That's my relationship with my own father as his son, with his spirit. That's me. I believe it. Somebody say glory to God. Write this down. Our God is a God of purpose. He does everything with a particular plan and intent. God never starts anything he has not finished. Number two, write it down. It's okay. These are thoughts that you'll brood upon and light will break forth. God never starts anything he has not finished. Number three, as a consequence of the first two, God never starts anything without a purpose. If there is no purpose for it, it, it is not God. For the fact that you are created, it doesn't matter the circumstances of your coming. Daddy wanted you. Mommy wanted you. Daddy did not want you. Mommy did not want you. Your childhood upbringing was challenging. You didn't have a dad. You didn't have a mom. You grew up in that severe abuse. I am telling you, hear me, child of God. If you can find space in your heart to believe this foundational truth, irrespective of the circumstances of my past, God has a plan and a purpose for my life. There is an original intent. Now, there are other great intents, but it's the original one that he had in mind. Hmm. As far as using these metrics for life is concerned, you can reduce everything to its core purpose and meaning. What's the purpose of a watch? To measure ECG? That's not the core purpose. That's an added functionality. It's a smartwatch. I hear it can. I've not even used it to check ECG and to refresh my, <laughs> my cardiology knowledge. Oh, it can schedule your calendar. Oh, that's great. Is that the essence of a watch? If it can't tell time, that's original purpose. What, what's, the, what's the essence of a car? The, the reason why I'm saying this is by the time we get to the essence of humanity, the answer to that question will depend on who you're asking. Whether you're asking an evolutionary biologist, an anthropologist, or someone who has the spirit of God in them. What's the essence of a car? For it to be able to do lane departure warning? No. For it to be able to make a loud noise? No. Mobility, comfort, speed. If it can't move, even if it's a $3 billion piece of gold, it's a monument, it's not a car. If there's no comfort to it, you go inside it and it's snowing and we can't tell whether you were outside or you were in a car, it's not a car. If it can't, if someone who is walking <laughs> and someone who is, is in a car will get to their destination at the same time, it is not a car. Those are core purpose. We've, we've, we've learned to live in a world where we celebrate functionalities. Oh, the latest iPhone, what can it do? It can pick your calls for you. It can do your laundry. <laughs> so rather than attend to the core purpose of our lives, we are looking for functionalities. Oh, I am also into... 
I am also into, I also do this, I also do this. And, 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 and the father is waiting. When will you start running with my, you can see I have not, my, my, this is me pouring out for my, I've, I'm still on slide one. When will you begin your journey of destiny? Isaiah chapter 46. The scripture basis for the three points you just wrote. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10. It says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure, not a little part of it. Remember our conversation on potential, to what extent? Let me read it from the Amplified. It says, declaring the end and the result from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure and purpose. And I come to agree with someone under the sound of my voice this evening that the purpose of the Lord for your life, it is the one that will stand that the Lord will pull you out of this maze, rat race of, 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 of features and things that are far from your purpose. That you begin to live life on purpose. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say glory to God. God never starts anything. He has not finished. Imagine having to wait. What is the question? What is the template for life? Imagine having to, to, to pay that sacrifice. Why am I here? Waiting for this specific instruction. Why am I here? The devil comes and says, why are you waiting? Why are you seeking his face? So there is, there is ready-made templates for anyone and for everyone. Some of it is gender biased. If you're a guy, this is it. Go to school, get an education, get a degree, find a babe, buy a house, marry, have children, and have them fast, grow them, do this, do this, do this. And you will come and go, and nobody noticed. Or if it's a lady, oh, let her, all those, all those, all those, all those templates from wherever we got them from. God is saying, you are, you are, you are more than a gender. You are more than a skin color. You are more than an accent. You are a glory carrier. I have a specific purpose for you. I brought you here because, because destiny and purpose are place sensitive. I brought you here for a purpose. You thought it was just an opportunity to relocate. I'm saying that there are destinies connected to you. It's place sensitive. Remember about potential, we talked about seed. No matter how much you love, there are some soils that some seeds will not grow in. So in Ezekiel chapter 28, we see the number one rebel. Remember where we started our conversation from on kingdom dynamics, it's, it's still one conversation. That as far as the kingdom is concerned, there's no such thing as disobedience. When you say no to the king, it is outright rebellion. So rebel number one shows us that I cannot risk having so many people having no purpose. That would be too much emptiness for, for, the, for the ecosystem to handle. Rather than having too many people with no purpose, let's begin to sell alternative dreams, alternative purposes. Yes, you yes, live for something. Say that, preach it, preach, live for something. The issue is what this something is and where it is from. Live to blow. 
live so that you can, you, can, you can show them that your God is alive. And those things will sound nice. The purpose of, no, of my life is not to prove a point. So anyone is to bring him glory. And I have that crystal clear. Ezekiel chapter 22 is a powerful scripture. In verse 2, it says, Son of man, take this lament concerning the prince of Tyrus or Tyre. Switch his stone from the prince to the king of Tyre. Now it's, it's addressing a particular entity. Calls him the king of Tyre. This one was located in Eden, the garden of God. So let's pay attention. In fact, this, this conversation opens up multiple conversations. And you can see why this number one rebel cannot accept that everything I ever wanted was given to man on a platter. Hmm. This, is, this is going to lead us into our conversation in the month of February. If Jesus tarries, we'll begin to unveil Adam. Boy, oh boy. Everything, this, this, is, this is just what I wanted. You will now make something from dust, put your breath and your glory in it, and give it to this one on a platter. Say so they will never find purpose. I'll see to it. Ezekiel chapter 28 from verse 14. It says, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. This is saying that you understood principles. You were loaded with potential. If you read, I think it's the verses before, talking about the gems and precious metals of the constituents. The, the, the molecular makeup was precious. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you, a deviation from original intent. It says, by the abundance of your trading, you were seeing results. You were aligning with principles. So you will, you will see results. We settle that. You will, you will see results. It says you became filled. I don't know if you have a paper Bible to underline, an electronic Bible to highlight. Filled with violence within. There is something called violence within. It's a rustling. It says, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Verse 17, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom. For the sake of your splendor, I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze. Other versions tell us that so that you become a spectacle. So God has his original intent for you, for you, for you, for you, and for everything. This is a perfect framework. As much as you will use this framework for everything, use it for your life. What do I mean by for everything? This new relationship I'm about to go to, what is the purpose of it? Where is it going? Where is it not going? What is the potential? What can it become? What, what can we raise together? What, what, what amalgamation, pardon my big French, of destinies? What, what creative fusion can we bring to the world in line with God's original intent? What principles must we align with to guarantee the results we will see? 
when you see a possibility in scripture and you want it to become a reality in your life, you ask yourself, what is the purpose of this thing? Why did God make this possible? What is the potential? To what extent I, as his son, as his child, bearing his glory in the fullness of his spirit, to what extent should I bring this dimension of glory to my world? What are the principles I will need to align with? When you begin to channel your life and your interaction with scriptures and your work with the spirits that way, your life will become wonder. All you just need is time, faith and patience, time. So today we want to go foundational, foundational purpose. Everything God does, everything he created. Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. It says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So we can see that the number one purpose, meaning for creation, if you ask an evolutionary biologist, they will tell you the purpose for the human species. They will tell you all sorts. I can tell you what they will tell you. <laughs> all right. But scripture is telling you, I exist for his glory. I exist for his glory. Everything, my marriage exists for his glory. The works of my hands exist for his glory, number one. If some of you are painting those circles again from who am I? I think it was during our identity series, our conversation on mental health in the month of maybe in the month that it was the month. <laughs> Glory to God. So we, we, we had the circle of living for God and then having that solidity, now living and impacting people. Luke chapter 1 and verse 67. Luke chapter 1 and verse 67. And his father, whose father? John. His father, Zacharias, was filled with, I think I've already poured, there was a burden on my heart. And I've poured it out. So if you notice, there was a release to, to really move now. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, verse 68, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. This is after his, his mouth opened. <laughs> Look at verse 68 again. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, God this, 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 this child exists for God. He has visited and redeemed his people. So a true purpose from God will involve giving glory to God and for the benefit of humanity, benefit of mankind. Anything, hear me, any business, any, the, the truth is people will get into things knowing that this purpose is wrong. Even from day one, you hear things, oh, oh, you are so anointed, you are so this, let's start a new church. Let's start a new church. Okay. What's the purpose? Oh, there's so much we can do. Uh, we can do this. We can do this. I am wondering, you've listed all the things we can do. There is no one that involves glorifying God. There is no one that involves in, improving the quality of people's lives, both spiritually, mentally, in all facets and domains of the kingdom. Nothing. It's just what we can, what we can. And you find people running aggressively, waking up at 4 a.m., writing books, mastering principles, and living empty lives. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who has visited and redeemed his people. 
It's always there. Sometimes we just read too fast. We don't see it. Judges chapter 13 and verse 15. This was the announcement, the, the, the vision, mission, statement, announcement of the birth of Samson. It says, For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Judges 13 verse 5. And no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel. People. 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 You will find the glory of God and the improvement of humanity. If it's just people <laughs> without God, you are powering emptiness. I really will encourage you to look for that message. Someone called me from, from one of the provinces. I said, I listened to this message. It blessed me. I've been sending this to everybody I know. Who am I? Great testimonies from that particular teaching. It will bless you. But stay with us. Let's, let's see here. The glory of God, the betterment of humanity, improvement of God's creation, the ones he invested his glory in. Luke chapter 1 verse 14. Luke chapter 1 verse 14. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his breath. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to their God. You will always see the God word and people word dual implication of a purpose that is from the throne. If it is from the throne, principally for the glory of God, Secondarily, for the improvement of God's investment, God's children. I was listening to a Jewish rabbi who was teaching on, on, on he, he does these wealth seminars for Christians. And this is, this is his concept of how the Jews became so wealthy. Find the problem that God's children have and solve it. It's that simple. When you see people they, they might not know it yet. It, 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 it's just as, as though I know who your father is and your true surname is. And you've not met him yet. But I know. You're treating people as people who are, they don't know today. They are potentially carriers of God's glory. This is what drives evangelism. This is what drives a, a genuine passion for souls. You're created in God's image. You're currently, today's date, currently wasting away. Currently making all these, all these decisions that are detrimental to everything that you exist for. Today's date. But I've seen that beyond today, there's greatness ahead of you. There's a bright future ahead of you. It's asking the Holy Spirit, in what direction do you want us to go with this? We've talked about purpose before. What direction do you want us to go? And he says, let them know. Let them know. Let them know the three layers. The three layers of purpose. You've told them the two before. Let them know the three layers. And I've come to, to tell someone, God's way, God's, God's, God's way is not grievous. Many, many don't want to have that conversation with God. What is your plan for my life? Because you are scared it might send you somewhere you don't want to go. Like Jonah you, you might not know what you want to do, where you want, but you know where you don't want to go. You are, you are just so sure. God, anywhere but Nineveh. Anywhere. Anywhere but Nineveh. 
So we don't even want to have, we don't want to have that conversation. Say, God, anywhere, anything else, it, it, it might even be better. Let me not even ask you. So it won't be disobedience. So I can I can stand before you and say, I didn't know. <laughs> hmm. Can we look at Luke 1 14 again? It's easy to miss these things. But this is the third layer. Number one layer, glory to God. Number two layer, improvement of humanity. Not just because you want to do good to people. It's, it's, it's when you honor these people as image carriers of God. Number three, Luke one fourteen. It says, and you shall have joy and gladness. You shall have joy and gladness. When you stick to his plan, there's something called fulfillment. They don't sell it anywhere. Billionaires today will sign checks if fulfillment was a commodity that can be sold. Many are, many are, many have, have packaged, redressed, evolved regrets from decisions of their past. Fulfillment that you can shut your eyes knowing that, boy, I lived. I lived. No, no, no. That there are people in, in places grateful that you, you, you obeyed. You said yes to God. This unconventional path. You, you said yes and entrusted your spirit to lead you to travel it. See, see, see what has come out of it. Little obedience starts this thing. I say, who needs it? Is it even me of all people that you should use? And God is saying, just obey. Just obey. Was Dr. Miles of blessed memory? Miles Morrow. He said the, 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 the most precious place, the richest places in the world are not, are not the oil rigs of the Middle East or of the Niger Delta or the gold mines or the diamond reserves in, 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 in Africa or the titanium or whatever precious metal. He's saying that really it is, it is the graveyard where people died without fulfilling purpose, without discovering potential. Where many songs buried, many books unwritten, buried. Many destinies not preached to, buried. Many journeys not made. Many relationships not started, buried. Boy, he said you will have joy and gladness. He's saying if it's my plan for you, it will bring you fulfillment. It, It might drain you out sometimes physically, but it's the kind of physical drain that you're like, thank you, Jesus. What a privilege. Even if you are tired, you are like, thank you. What a privilege. Fulfillment, they don't sell it anywhere. If you are close to some so-called, I'm I'm telling you as someone who has come close to certain celebrities, when you are close to them, the moment when the crowd noise is loudest, many times is the same moment where the emptiness is deepest in their hearts. So I ask the Lord, what direction do we go? Say, let them know those three. To glorify me, to improve humanity, and also for their own fulfillment. It will bring them joy and gladness. God displayed his love, the highest display of love ever was redemption on that cross. And he's asked us to round up kingdom takeover, talking about the purpose of redemption. To touch just three areas. I know we've, four has been like our guiding number. 
in this month, you know, the four kinds of people, the man, the diligent man, the obscure one, the king, um, the principles seeking, um, goal setting, um, personal responsibility, um, personal responsibility, what's the last one? Mind first, you know, and then for potential also, we talked about the discoverers, we talked about the digressors, destroyers, and diminishers, you know, four, but today, three. I remember a series we did, the guiding number was six. Even me, I was, <laughs> I was scared for myself. Part one, six. Part two, six. Part three, six. Nobody will just suspect. <laughs> Glory to God. Psalms chapter 103, believe it or not, we're actually tying this up. I want to show you how to use the word of, how to, how to glean purpose from God's word. Not just for your life, but for, for, for purpose-driven activities. If indeed this God is that deliberate, everything he does, he raises one from the dunghill, there is purpose to it. It sets your feet on the rock to stay. There is purpose to it. It delivers you. There is purpose to it. It brings you into wealth. There is his own purpose to it. There is your own. There is the world's purpose to blow in. All right, but there is his own purpose to it. If you will run with his original intent, alignment, principles, maximizing potential, that is how kings will reign. And I pray for you that your life will be one of dominion. In the name of Jesus. Psalms chapter 103, verse 1 to 5, we will extract three benefits of redemption. We'll look at their purpose, and I believe that you will have been armed on the wherewithal to use this as a tool for life. Everything you do, some of you will literally use it at work. Why? How? What? And to what extent? Psalms chapter 103, 103 from verse 1. The psalmist speaking says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Colon. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems, who buys back, who signed a check, who made full payment with his blood for your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who this was prophecy. This prophecy was fulfilled in Christ. If indeed God is deliberate, the question is why? We want to settle that, that, that subset of purpose. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Redemption. Forgiveness of sins. Healing of all diseases. Satisfying my mouth with good things. We've been talking about the kingdom and every opportunity I've had to chip it in. I have chipped it in that God's will for his children is to have dominion in all areas, especially in the matter of wealth creation. Let's look at the purpose of the benefits. Three, there, there are a lot where you begin to study soteriology, all right, and you begin to dissect sozo. If you don't know what I mean, just be patient, all right? We have time. We are going to enjoy God's words together. <laughs> all right, all right, so we are not going to unveil all the implications of sozo. 
We are looking at just three benefits of redemption and the original intent in the heart of the Father. The obvious intent is not always the original intent. Number one, forgiveness of sins. Why did God go that mile for forgiveness of sins? What was the original intent? If you are writing down for restoration of relationship. It means if you claim that your sins are forgiven and relationship is not restored, you have bought a lie from the king of Tyre. He has sold you something because the, the, I believe the reason why God is taking us in this direction is so that the, the real basis that makes kingdom living possible, let's go to that foundation and settle that the intent of the king is already being followed. Before we start running into other kingdom areas of domain, let's go to the, to, to the foundation of what made kingdom living possible. That's me. <laughs> can even have a conversation about reigning, but for the blood of Jesus and for the victory of redemption. That I can say, get out and demons that have been before, before can actually go out because I have not, this is not just power now. I have authority. The original intent for the forgiveness of sins was for relationship restored. If relationship is not restored, Go back and check what you called salvation. Go back and check. We have so many so-called Christians in churches today who have no relationship. Before we start talking of big purposes, let's go to foundational. Jesus died, yes. You accepted Christ, yes. Okay. Your sins are forgiven. Which ones? Your sins are actually forgiven. Let's go to God's word because of our time. Romans chapter 5 from verse 1 from the Passion Translation. It says, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. For those of us who were part of the righteous force, a teaching series we did last year. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. I am flawless in his eyes. The devil will sell alternate purpose. Jesus died so that you can lose your access to fun and begin to live a boring life with a lot of rules that you cannot obey, that you just have to pretend for. You will be shocked subconsciously. That is what many believe is the purpose of salvation. It's saying no to enjoyment and saying yes to suffering. For some, that's the, that's, the, that's the lie that's been sold to them. And this God, forget it. You can't please him. Relationship with him, you don't know him. Jesus shows up. He begins to say, Father, Father. They're like, no, God. The, the, the reason they really wanted to stone him, really, can you keep saying, my father, my father? They said, it means you are, you are saying you are one with him. That's really what you are saying. It says we are flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. All because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Verse 2. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness. You will be shocked. This simple conversation, many believers cannot at a subconscious level wake them up at 1 a.m. at night and say, are your sins forgiven? <laughs> They're like, hey, there's a new file on his table, spending, pending forgiveness. 
permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth. This is why there's so much sadness amongst believers. We don't really believe our sins are forgiven. We don't believe we have peace with God. It says, if you do, there will be incredible joy bursting forth within as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians, I know you know verse 17 very well. We are going to verse 19. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. It says, God, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He's saying, boy, I've missed you. And you are, the devil is telling you, run away, don't come. And he's saying, this is me in Christ, reconciling you back to me. No longer counting people's sins against them. This is the original intent. There are, 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 are alternative intents that the devil has sold, that even the church has bought and is selling. This is the original. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people's sins against them. He says he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Verse 20. So we are Christ's ambassadors. He says God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Original intent. When you understand that this is the original intent, remember the umbrella is redemption. Part of it I've received forgiveness of sins. God is not counting my sins against me. I have peace with God. I have permanent access into the place of his presence. When I fall, I get up, I tell him I messed up. He wraps me up as a good daddy cleans me up. No child goes to, to, to daddy and mommy. Of course, there's a, there's a beckoning to grow there. Because the example I'm about to give is one that involves diapers. And you, you don't carry the diaper and say, look at the mess. You know, you clean them up. I say, go again. You are growing. It's that lack of commitment to growth that has created new theologies, new, new explanations. This is the original intent. Your sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. I have permanent access. It's not imputing my sin anymore. Somebody say glory to God. Number two, healing of diseases. Why did God bother in redemption? He could have just died for the forgiveness of my sins. Why does he take this healing issue personal? Remember, the original intent for the forgiveness of your sins is for restoration of relationship. What is the, why, why, what is the purpose behind healing of your diseases. I'm not talking of everybody. You now, as God's child. If you can find the original intent, you can insist on original intent. Pardon my... Just pardon me. You can insist on it. If you've not seen original intent, you will excuse it away. The original intent for healing of your bodies, healing of diseases, it is a matter... The way I wrote it in my notes, it's a temple sanctity matter. In the old covenant, God never took it lightly, a desecration of his temple. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, in the New Living Translation, it says, don't you realize that your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Pause. The word there suggests the shrine of the Holy Ghost. A place of sacred events. Now, you have to honor it because if you... Okay. Okay. 
It says, who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. In context here, Paul was addressing sexual immorality in the Corinthian church. And he gave us this revelation. This body is temple, is, is his temple. If the old covenant shadow did not permit desecration, nothing should desecrate this temple. Sickness is an impediment in your temple. And once you have this revelation of the original intent, you now begin to pity the disease that decided to stay. You begin to pity it. All the, Father, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me. Your prayer will just switch. This is the power of purpose. I'm healed. This is his temple. Boy, what are you doing there? The audacity changes. Even the thing now begins to say, hey. <laughs> Glory to God. It says in verse 20, For God bought you with a high price, he paid for this temple to stay spotless, worthy of worship, worthy of habitation for the Holy Ghost. It says, so you must honor God with your body. I'd like to recommend the seven-star temple, a teaching we did a while ago also. It will bless you. Or now you can obey that injunction, honor your body. All right? But while I am in the presence of honoring my body, you strangers, you disease, it doesn't matter what your name is called, whether you are acute or chronic, whether you are early stage or advanced, today the light has come that this is a temple sanctity matter. This is a desecration of the abode of the Almighty. This is not what I am about to be. This is what was settled in redemption thousands of years ago. That light burst forth. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 3. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 3. Paul tells us God paid for it with a high price. He didn't just, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't use veto. He didn't say, I am king of kings, I just veto it. No, payment was made. That's the meaning of redemption. He paid. Why, why do you want to suffer it again? He paid. When, when you begin to live life on purpose, this is, this, is, this, is going to be, this is going to be your kingdom approach to these realities. I have peace with God. <laughs> I don't understand where this is your doctrine you are preaching about, I sincerely don't understand it. I have peace with God. I have permanent access. He sees me, sees perfection. I sincerely don't know what you are talking about. This thing you've heard, you've learned for so long, better begin to unlearn it. If you are going to rule, you have to be able to, how do you serve a God that you don't know how he feels about you today versus tomorrow? How do you bring glory to that kind of erratic king Not my God, not my daddy. Boy. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 3 in the New Living Translation. He, this is a prophetic messianic prophecy. <laughs> Double prophetic. It was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. You know, you begin to see this and you begin to tell yourself, I will not be sad for another day. This, this, is, this is how God's word builds. This is how these things are built. It comes with meditation. This scripture is not new to you, but you are seeing it as a, as a matter of original intent. It says, we turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet, it was our weakness he carried. Somebody just pauses there. He carried my weakness. Where's this weakness from? Where's this tiredness from? Where's this hopelessness from? Get out in the name, no more. When light dawns, let me tell you, you don't have conversation with darkness. When light shines darkness, it says it flees. 
When there's no light, you, you can start negotiating with darkness. Oh, go. No heaviness. No this. When light, boom. It says it was our sorrows that weighed him down. Expert already telling us the implications of the pandemic on mental health. And we are, we are seeing it playing, playing out there, but not in Goshen. I'm, I'm not arguing that it's there. I'm just saying that somebody has already carried my own. I'm, 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 I'm not arguing that invoice is due. I'm just saying that payment has been made for me. And for those of my household, every other person can come make their own confession. He says, but, but it's okay to feel down. It's okay. But he's paid and I will get up knowing that he has paid. Are you seeing this original intent? This is not even just about healing and this is about original intent. He left his throne in glory to make a payment. And the enemy sends you another invoice. Are you having discussions? No. No. It says, we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. It says, but he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. By stripes, he was flogged, 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 flogged. The king of glory. Think about it. Don't wait for Easter. Think about it. He was flogged. As you are feeling that symptom, just picture it. He was flogged for this. Then you two, you now come and stay again. No, that's double jeopardy. That's, 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 that's unacceptable. Many are already receiving deliverance just by the word coming. Many. There are some things now, as they are hearing this voice, they are already packing their bags and leaving. Number three, because of our time. That package of redemption included the forgiveness of your sins. Healing of all diseases. I know, I know you can show me many Christians who don't live like they are forgiven. They have huge guilt, I know. But not those of us who have an understanding of the kingdom. Oh, there are many sick Christians, I know. This is a new breed of kingdom thinking. So many poor, broke, battered Christians, I know. This is a new breed. Part of the package of redemption for me was for my prosperity, to satisfy my mouth with good things. That's at all times, in every ways. For every good thing I desire to do, I have the resources to do it. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18 was the purpose, original intent for the forgiveness of your sins to restore relationship. What's the original purpose for healing of your... Why did he take those stripes? It's a, it's a temple sanctity matter. No desecration, no stranger. What's the purpose for prosperity why did he invest so much with his own blood for your well-being so that you can worship and serve freely let my people go my firstborn let my kings go that they might chill know that they might worship me we are delivered from egypt we are delivered from that system that encumbers your time many of you hearing me right now if the Holy Spirit told you, I want you, and you've been, you've been, this, I want to show you potential. I want to show you purpose. I want us to just have time together, four days. The truth is, your, your schedule can't permit four days. Oh, arise. There's somebody about to do this. And you need to write to your supervisor for permission. He wants to free you. Can you accept it? That he wants to free you. This is a no pressure acceptance. Remember the principle of mind first. Just accept it first. 
He wants to free your time. Even you, you are not sure you will use the time to worship him. You, you, you see where the, the matter is? The <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. There is integrity at stake, which is swore to your fathers as it is this day. For those writing Luke chapter 1 verse 74. To grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Serve him without worry of payments. Serve him without debts. This is what the kingdom needs. It is available for the kingdom. This is the time required to serve when you want to tarry, tarry in his presence. This in and out we are doing, it's because many are still economically in Egypt. You are not free yet. And I pray for you, liberation that is by inheritance. Liberation that is by redemption. A pulling out from the rat race. An extraction from a meaningless life of just going, going, never ending. Never fulfilling destiny, never advancing kingdom. The Lord will pull us out of it. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as something on your inside will arise. And say, I will arise and I will live a life of purpose. I will live a life that will glorify my king. I will live a life that will impact my world. I will live a life of fulfillment. I will never understand what regret means. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, wherever you are, just thank God for the word and say, thank you, Jesus. I am changed. 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 I am insisting. You paid for it. I am insisting on your original intent. I am not accepting emptiness no more. I am not accepting alternative corrupted versions of purpose. No. I will run with your master plan. I will be all that you say. Yes, Lord, I will be. Glory be unto your name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed pray with someone under the sound of my voice the journey begins the day you make a decision for Jesus I'm not talking about the day you decide to start speaking Christianese or looking like a Christian the day you agree that you want to plug into the life of the kingdom this this, your, your, see forget the misrepresentation you're saying what if only Christians lived this Christian this is it you 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 there is an invitation with your own name on it for some under the sound of my voice right now you know you need to rededicate your life because what you received wasn't redemption you've never for once for once felt forgiven the weight of it the the, the vividness of it is always like the way it says my mercies are new every morning that's the way the enemy renews your past every morning it's as clear as the day those offenses were committed you've never felt free you've never broken loose you've never felt peace with him i want to pray with you today is your day all of this service all of this series for this very moment that you will agree i need to meet the savior Peter has been making these calls for weeks, for months now. I never knew I should be the one saying yes. My sins forgiven, my sicknesses taken away, my mouth filled. You, you mean there's something called fulfillment? You mean I can live for his glory? You mean he can be pleased with me? Yes. It's the same prayer, but with a new revelation. If you would say with me from the depths of your heart, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. 
Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for the forgiveness of my iniquities. Thank you for the healing of my diseases. Please don't say, I, I'm not sick. I'm, I'm talking of now and tomorrow. I'm talking of things waiting ahead of you. I'm talking... <clears throat> Thank you for the prosperity of my soul. Thank you for delivering me from the hands and the chains of the enemy. I believe you died. I believe you're buried. And I believe you're alive today. I ask that you live in me. I ask that you live through me. And that you give me the grace to live for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I say yes to your invitation for dominion. By your grace, I will rule and I will reign. Thank you, Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, I agree with your sons and your daughters for the bulk of us rededicating our lives and for those making this decision for the first time. Thank you, Father, for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you for the healings of diseases. Thank you for the multiple benefits of redemption made possible by your selfless sacrifice on the cross. I ask that these ones will live lives of victory. I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice battling with emptiness, battling with meaninglessness, dealing with regrets and a lack of fulfillment. I pray, Father, that let light shine again. Let hope rise again. Let there be a restoration of vigor a restoration of meaning, a restoration of essence in the mighty name of Jesus. These lives will not be empty. These ones will fulfill their destinies. They will accomplish the purpose for which they were created. In the name of Jesus, thank you, gracious Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, if you can, jam those ends together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you.